Hi, my name is Vinay Bansal and I work in the space of workplace behaviors. I'm a co-founder of the Predictive Strategy Group. I'm here today to share my views and thoughts on can high-performing teams be designed using behavioral science? Well, is this not a million-dollar question? First of all, what is team? Is it a bunch of individuals put together? What differentiates a group from a team? Well, whenever I think of teams, there is this famous interaction from movie 300 that comes to my mind. In it, the Spartan king asks soldiers in Dexo's army, What is your profession? Guess what? The soldiers in Dexo's army reply that by profession, they are blacksmith, potter, sculptors and so on and so forth. The Spartan king smiles and asks his own soldiers, What is their profession? And everyone gives a war cry. They are soldiers. The punch comes when the Spartan king turns to Dexos and says, You may have got a bigger army, but I have got more soldiers. Wow. You know, the scenario is very similar if we look at team formation in companies also. To win business, we need teamwork. But forming winning teams, especially in today's remote work environment, has become a Herculean task. What we need is not a big team. What we need is an effective team. Now let's start with the basics. How does a team get formed in a company? Well, the HR hires a bunch of people based on their qualifications and skills and knowledge. And the guys are handed over to a manager. Things like uh, how the team is going to gel well together, you know, how they're going to work together, are there synergies between them or not, are all left to the manager himself or herself, who, by the way, has no training in making of the team. And yes, uh, HR is not washing their hands off. They further help by arranging uh, the renowned team building exercises such as fun Fridays, musical evenings, mehendi competitions or uh, giving managers funds for taking the team out on a lunch, dinner, drinks and what not. Well, we all know how effective these activities are, don't we? The net result is, instead of an agile team, we often get toxic team full of conflicts and tough wars. The manager of such teams often find themselves spending most of their productive time in resolving conflicts and playing the role of a referee. But then, what can be done about it? You may now say we are now more careful while picking up team members. So, you know, like in a lot of companies, you, you, you may think that earlier we had two rounds of interview for, for a role, but now we have six rounds or ten rounds of interviews. Wow, has that worked? I'm sure you would have realized that increasing the rounds of interview does not help in improving the team dynamics or the performance of an individual or the team. The team dynamics is actually impacted by the innate personality traits of a person and not his or her knowledge about the subject. 
This is the most fundamental aspect of team building, which we have not been able to capture through our traditional interviewing and hiring process. Let me ask you a question. Can a doctor just by interacting with the patient determine what would be the exact blood pressure of the patient? Absolutely no. Do I hear that? So how do you expect to know something even more complicated and nebulous than the blood pressure to be determined just by interviewing a candidate? Even the most accomplished psychologist cannot determine what are the innate personality traits of a person just by interviewing them for 60 minutes or 45 minutes or 90 minutes. This reminds me of the title of a famous book by Marshall Goldsmith. What got you here won't get you there. This sums up our ordeal with teams too. We need to do things differently to get a different result. Organizations need to scientifically determine the personality traits and the motivating needs of candidates to make the right selection. Behavioral assessment tools like the one that uh, we use called Predictive Index helps organization understand the candidate's communication style, collaboration style, leadership style, kind of work that they will be naturally good at and the kind of work that they will hate doing. Mind you, all this has nothing to do with their qualification or experience and cannot be captured by traditional interviewing process. For example, we have assessed so many people who by qualification are auditors or CAs or MBA finance, but you know, behaviorally, they hate doing detail-oriented sedentary work. Now, this is a very powerful information. Armed with this powerful information about each individual, Armed with this powerful information about each individual, management can now simulate how a group of people will perform as a team, what would be their collective strengths, collective blind spots. In one word, we can determine what would be the team's personality. The magic which companies can do now is to design the best team by simulating and without hiring the most expensive resources. Again, I will have to go back to a movie to put forward my point. And this time, it's a movie based on a real story, Moneyball. Moneyball shows how the coach, Billy Bean, was able to put together a winning baseball team by drafting the undervalued players, just by using data analytics. With a fraction of the budget, he was able to consistently defeat teams with most expensive players. The second aspect of deliberately designing the teams is the context for which the team is being created. We now have the team type with us. If we do not have this mapped with the work the team is supposed to do, then it can lead to a situation where, uh, say, we are asking a football team to play a cricket match. 
So a very vital aspect of having the right team is to understand what is the work they are supposed to accomplish. For example, let's say there are there is a 20-year-old manufacturing firm and there is a 2-year-old startup. Now both will require finance team, but a manufacturing firm will require a finance team whose personality will be very different from the one required by the startup. The manufacturing firm, being a matured business, will require an anchoring team, a team that is anchored in the processes and the perfection. While the startup will need what we call a pathfinding team, a team which has exploratory finance guys who can come up with innovative fundraising techniques. So you see how two companies, uh, one being mature, one being just a startup, can need same skills, but still very different personalities of people, very different personalities of team based on the business strategy and the phase the business is in. Recently, using this methodology, you know, the one that we use, that is the predictive index, we helped a new CTO of a big financial institute understand the personality of his team and how it showed that his team was not aligned with the work he was expecting out of them. The analysis showed him that what he got in legacy was a five-day cricket test cricket team and what he needed them to do was play a 2020 match. Obviously both he and the team were facing a lot of challenges due to it. But armed with the behavioral analysis of the team which created sort of one version of truth, the CTO was able to bring everyone to the same page. And collectively, as a team, they could determine where are the gaps and how do they need to fill it up in order to achieve their targets. And rest is history. Finally, I would like to say that thanks to AI and machine learning driven systems that we have today, finally, all this shows that yes, high performance teams can be designed by using behavioral science. Thanks to technology, we don't have to be psychologists for doing this. All the heavy lifting is done by the advanced softwares available today. And what we get as leaders is actionable information for forming the winning teams. And why we need winning teams is because as Michael Jordan has said, talent wins matches, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. This was your workplace behavior expert, Vinaya Bansal. Thank you.